0: Welcome back again to the Heavy Shell Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards. And with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. And today we got a mixed bag for you. We got a couple stories coming in. Nothing too big, nothing too monumentous for the gaming industry, which it would be nice if it was because, you know, we got a new generation and all. It's kind of seems like it's flopped. But uh, if anything's about to be flopping, it seems like it's going to be Stadia, as we all predicted. Because, lo and behold, they're already starting to shut down or shutter certain aspects of their Google Stadia program, such as their first-party development studio, uh, which they have pretty much made nothing. Like, we we didn't get any announcements of anything. Like, they've been making games for two years, but I guess from what they saw, they're like, this isn't going to be worth it, and they've decided to shut that down. Now... Luca, Moose, are you guys surprised by this news at all?
1: I'm kind of nah. surprised about how quick it is. When 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 Stadia was originally announced, I thought it was going to be like instant fail, right? But it stayed afloat for a while. And after mm-hmm. staying afloat for a while, I was like, okay, so this is it's probably going to last for a little bit. But I still don't think it's going to take off. It's like just yeah. in that perfect middle spot of not expecting it.
0: And, Luca, you uh, just straight, no, not surprised at all? No. Um, honestly,
2: I think this is very within Google's MO on things. Um, I, like, it, they've had a lot of projects that they've they've had a big presentation, you know, they've pushed it out, it's been around for a little while, and then they just sort of quietly fades away into the night, you know? Um,
0: practically every project they've come up with since email, it seems. <laughs> uh...
2: Yeah, basically. I mean, um, ha- earlier today we were reminiscing about the good old days of Google Plus, and it, it feels like that's kind of almost what happened. It, I mean, it was around for a few years, and then it sort of just faded away. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I'm not. I'm not really surprised. Um, given the service is still around, it's just this particular studio aspect of it who shut down. So. It's not yeah, all like gone. they're still
0: gonna do. They're still gonna bring on third party games because if they didn't, there'd be no games. Uh, but they're not gonna make games of their own. And I, I wonder if it, it was because of they saw what happened with Amazon when they tried to do it, and that game in particular, the Crucible, complete and utter flop. I mean, that game was violently boring. <laughs> I don't mean to be so mean to the devs, but something was going on there. I feel like they had skilled people. But no one really putting a uh, their hand on the scale to push it in the direction of we have to make a good game, not just a collection of game mechanics, you know And that's what is it, it just felt
1: like. like passionless.
0: Kind of passionless yeah and and yeah, I don't want to pick on it too much, but since it was it was real <laughs> this bad, is our- it was real bad. And if you listen to earlier podcasts or were on the discord, Two or three days out, I was happy for them. I was like, hey, maybe this will be like a good new age of like, you know, Amazon, they got all this money. Surely they're going to throw all this money on the development of this game, make it right. And Moose was like, no, no doubt it. Nope. Uh, And Moose ended up being right.
1: This is our uh, monthly Crucible Hate podcast. It is.
0: It is. Uh, (laughs) Now. So that was pretty bad now go back see to I hadn't the actually thought of that
1: I, I I'm just just to cut in real quick. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of what what this was what kind of part was shutting down um because I think I think you're right I think they looked at what Amazon tried to do and they said we can't hop into video games like a lot of companies can do with movies where you just like throw some money at a popcorn action film mm-hmm. I, I, get, I get the feeling that that's how Amazon was approaching it. Where it's like, hey, we'll just make a game. Let's throw in stuff that people like. Yeah, oh, we'll you make select a, game a hero. And the gamers they will have just abilities.
0: Make, yeah, like, it's like they approach it like, hey, we'll make a game and the gamers will just make room. You
1: know,
0: room. Yeah. Yeah. It's Among all the other games they play. It's like, no, you're competing it's, actively with other games.
2: It's interesting you mentioned that. Because when I think about it. Amazon has had uh, for Amazon Prime video they've had several original series right and and so on and some of them have been like very um, mediocre you know like not incompetent but kind of paint by numbersy right <laughs> and it works there because people you know the way we consume, video content now is we binge it so we're always looking for something new to watch unless you are the kind of person that just watches the same show over and over Mm -hmm. um and it works there but that uh, that same approach doesn't work in gaming so i do i think you might have actually sort of hit on something there um so yeah that 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 is actually interesting to think about um
0: and i thought that google would be better because of again kind of the same thing i thought amazon would be good they got money They And it doesn't hurt to get into the gaming industry, because last I checked, it's like the most profitable industry, or at least brings in the most money compared to all industries in the world. Yeah, I don't know
2: if it's the most profitable, but I think it is like the most money circulating in it. Exactly. So
0: like, there's definitely, you know, room to get a slice of the pie. And if they do it right, you know, it's just kind of part of the course of how these big companies work, of constantly getting into new markets and then taking over, so on and so forth. But yeah, whatever happened, they just decided now we're out. And I think this is reminiscent of a lot of things they've done in the past. Google Glass was hot news for like a year, a year and a half. And then they're like, yeah, we're not going to be doing this. Google Plus, two, three years, whatever it seemed. To, yeah, we're not really doing this. Um,
2: uh, Google Pixel phone.
0: So Google Pixel phone, yeah. The same thing.
2: Um, yeah, they've had several projects like this. It almost it also makes me think that Stadia, Amazon should have stayed out of the game. Right? Google should have come in a couple years earlier. Failed, and then Amazon should have come in. Because they always will come in behind Google and just, you know, do the same thing. Like the Alexa glasses. I, almost I mean, wonder- I hadn't heard anything about them, but they sell ridiculous numbers of
0: them. I almost Nine. wonder if they're just not willing to take the risk. Like, they probably have a number that they will not spend more any more than this number unless they see X Y Z monumental or monumental success, and they never actually achieve that, and so they just close it down. Yeah,
1: that's probably that's probably what happens.
0: Where other um, companies I hear of like places like Tesla and stuff, or SpaceX more specifically, they. Pretty much were down, I wouldn't say down to their last time, but like down to the last million. And it was a matter of <laughs> if this launch doesn't work, SpaceX is done. And lo and behold, that's the launch that they landed the two rockets at the same time. And then they got all those contracts. Mm-hmm. But they took it to go all the way down to that last point where Google, it seems, with these things, like, no, like, unless we can guarantee excellence and profit we're not going to risk losing X amount of money.
2: I mean, it would be very interesting to see where, because Google, you know, or Alphabet above Google, is, is obviously, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. But it'd be interesting to see where their money goes, because it does seem like they sort of run into a lot of things and then just decide, no. Like, um, they had Google Ideas at one point, uh, which I want to say that's what it's called. That I think Tank called that, and then they had Google X or something like that, that was looking into all sorts of stuff. And so I do wonder if they would just stop looking into new things and just follow through on anything, you know? Well,
0: and um, sometimes it comes down to like the actual personnel. Like it's not a guarantee that every company is going to have their own fair share of the best people. Uh, like to talk about Tesla and SpaceX again one of the things going on in their industries is that it's kind of a brain drain from everyone else. Cause everyone wants to go work at Tesla or SpaceX. The best people go there. Um, you may not have the best deal makers who understand the gaming industry making deals. Like for instance, Epic bought rocket league to where rocket league could be played exclusively on, um, their store from now on. And I don't even think it's in steam anymore. Why couldn't Google buy rocket league? That seems like it would be a perfect fit for, like, their arena-type gameplay they want to do, you know?
2: Yeah, that is actually kind of an interesting take on it.
0: Um, Like, they should have maybe got two, three, four major IPs, bought them, and it would have to be IPs that were still concurrently making money, like season passes, this and that, you know? And then... mm -hmm. Bring them under and then while they're collecting money already from those, because those are baked in successes, then they could have been floating that money to make the next big thing.
1: Part of me thinks I, that I, Google in a design capability would kill anything that it touches. That it's also could like, been know, a
0: thing of like the personnel they could wrangle. The they're not actually the kind of people to be relying on or or to be betting on to make a game. It could be the case. I haven't exactly looked at the employee list. Um, I know that they had made some games before. Let me see if I can get back up real quick. But um, one second. Um, While I'm trying to track it down, what do you guys think would be the next thing that Stadia might fold under? Or what do you think Stadia should pivot on now to um, have a better shot at continuing?
2: I personally think that like, it would make sense, I would think, for them to drop the necessity of the controller.
1: It Whoa, just, wait, is that, like, a feature?
2: I, it's, from what I understand, you do have to buy a controller with it, right? <laughs> and I think, I think, like, when, like, I mean, I, I kind of get it, because, like, okay, you know, you're supposed to, to play these games on, like, your iPad and stuff, and obviously, you know, you're not playing on your iPad or whatever um with like the touch screen for all this stuff but i think that there's a certain um entry barrier there you know uh whereas i think people today are, are pretty comfortable with um with paying you know small sums uh subscription right and i think a lot of people probably have like you know people are going to be comfortable buying like, a ps4 controller or whatever um but you know, if you're sort of not so sure about Google Stadia, and you think like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'll subscribe for a couple months and I'll check it out because like I don't really have a computer right now that um, you know can really handle the latest game. So here, let me let me go check this out, and then you figure out that you have to spend however much money on a controller that you're not sure you're really going to get your money's worth out of. I, I feel like that's a weird entry barrier to add. You know, um, I think they should just add compatibility with keyboard and mouse and other controllers. I personally um the thing the only concern i have about the idea of them like buying other ips like a a rocket league situation is um when epic started doing that it got really big backlash right and if google would power through it i think you know it would sort of end up like the epic situation where people got over it you know but I do wonder if people would look at Google, or, or rather, if people would freak out at Google and Google would, like,
0: <laughs> not have the way all. In a lot of ways, Go- people already see Google as the bad guy for other reasons. Well, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Like, a oh, to... bad guy just being bad guy again. And they're still yeah. gonna, people are still going to use Google. They never change it to DuckDuckGo. They still use Google in the end. Or Google Maps. Like, Google's not going to hurt where Epic, it's like an actual standoff, and you know, that was who that was messy at times. I'll See, I, I
1: have a I have a bit of a problem with game stores okay. that that are like in control of creative decisions um, for for other IPs and stuff like that. So with Epic, I, I would say that Epic is now primarily thought of as a game store, not so much as a game developer. Because, I mean, you know, they, they host loads of different games from loads of different developers. Um, and, you know, that works out okay. It's 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 doing its own thing. But if Epic said, oh, by the way, we're not just hosting these games. We're going to start buying some of them, and we're going to have our creative team make decisions. Then I'd be like, uh, okay, pump your brakes there. Because with with Steam, Valve, you know, they, they have, like, deals with... Um, independent creators for like profile backgrounds and and emotes and all sorts of little doodads and doohickeys but in terms of like actual creative influence valve sticks to CS:GO, Dota, and um like the orange box type games. So, Half-Life, Portal, TF2, right? And then they 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 stay within those little realms. They don't like go out Octopus mode, grabbing all titles that they can find and and purchasing them to influence them. If Google started doing that with their Stadia, and they were like, okay, hey, we now own. I don't know what's a franchise that Google would buy. Something stupid, Rocket League. Let's just say they own Rocket League. Rocket League's not stupid. I it's would awesome. I would not trust them to take it like Fall Guys. Stadia would totally buy Fall Guys. Guys, um, they'd take it and they'd make it like worse. I just I, I just feel like they'd make it worse you know
2: well the key would be them not touching it you know just oh, like, i don't
1: trust them to not touch it
2: I, yeah I, I do agree with you there um
1: you know hey this I, is a this is a pretty successful game i can make it a little bit better if i just completely change everything about it real quick oh yeah here we go
2: and uh, I, I again oh, no. i feel like i feel like i get a negative response and then given Google what I perceive to be Google's history around uh, new projects is I do wonder if like they get the negative reaction and they just back out further you know like I
0: like Google has done stuff that has put them in front of Congress to have to testify can you imagine what kind of complaints would happen because they manipulated fall guys so much that it was almost like fraudulent to customers and then google's having to defend their fall guys crave decisions to yeah like yeah
2: i, d- I d- i'd rather have the us government angry at me than uh than gamers on the internet and They're then all of a sudden scary. the
0: government's like you know what this is out of hand we're going to nationalize gaming that is
1: someone's someone's dream right there <laughs> nationalized you, you know, gaming
2: you know like the memes where um it's like you know insert year here and then like every year progressively gets like uh more like macho or whatever right mm-hmm. i just like 2020 I mean, that was pretty bad but 2021 the year of nationalized gaming i'm just sort of like oh god please no i don't want to live in that world
1: yeah minecraft would become our craft right that's, that's <laughs> <still> a joke
2: <laughs> oh god oh.
1: i don't want to pursue that i i think i think that that's the kind of crap that google would pull
0: You'd see all kinds of stuff, like, instead of things like universal basic income, we'd be like, universal battle pass access. <laughs> no, people, people would start like, asking for that, Every though. American citizen will get free battle passes. But, you know, but hear me out, though.
2: Hear me out, though. Right? Because, you know, obviously the American government, we're on a bit of a deficit, right? But, you know, if you nationalize gaming and then all microtransaction profits go to the government... Deficit's cleared know. in three years. Yeah, ex- exactly, right? You know, we're, we're like... I'm, I'm just saying. Nationalist Gaming. Is this
1: just your guys' plan to make gaming unpopular again? <laughs> like, just no, the this government is our takes plan over to games, save and
0: America. they're so Keep bad. up, Moose. We're trying to no, clear no, no, no. the deficit. So, yeah, this
2: is this is a two-part plan. Part one, save, save America. Part two uh drive gaming underground uh and then create a cool cyberpunk future where uh, there are like underground indie games and you have to like actually physically go to places and like get them on micro sd cards you know because it's a black market and there's like raids and shit that- that's the world i want to live in come on
0: the profit It'll from cool. fortnite skins alone will end poverty
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> I was talking about how how bad of a job I think Google would do in terms of creative decisions.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> um, dude, you've just gone a whole nother direction.
0: Come on, yeah, this
1: is
2: this I
0: is apologize. like this is like another level. It's all it's all me. Sometimes I like to throw the blame to Moose. This is clearly me. Every step of the way, every step of the way, if you rewind the tape, this madness is of my design. And no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> one of the things I was going to get into before I I threw it to you guys to ask how they could pivot. I was looking at what the studios that were under Google what they put out before, and it's only, guilt, gi uh, g y l t, Orcs must die, three, submerged. Three. They made three of those. Hidden wow, depths, and outcasters. None of these I've really heard of. Yeah, so I've, it's I've not like they have die. like the best squad to make a game, anyways. Especially for it to be like their flagship first game. Like, they really should have... Um, who is it? Uh, is it 343 or which one? One of the Halo Studios... Uh, was the game Disintegration? They had, like, a ship kind of flying game that they were making. And it was, like, from the makers of Halo. And then the game just flopped. No clue. I. I, I
2: yeah, see, that flopped sound like so I don't remember help. it, you know? <laughs>
1: You could just you could just make up something. Was was that the the Krusty Krab uh, management simulator game? And I would just shake my head. Yeah, that was three four three. All right, three four three into I the SpongeBob write, Extended Universe.
0: I'm pretty sure I guessed right. I think it was yeah, disintegration. That's what La Google is saying. Um, yeah, it it's got a six out of ten, sixty two. I wonder if they had that Google money though, if they could have had more time to make it better. But then again, I'm looking at other stuff in this article that that's exactly why they stopped. As they said, these costs were growing exponentially that I guess they didn't expect. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I think it's important to kind of, um, point out that this is just Google saying we are not funding our own developers specifically for this system. It's not like the technology is being shut down yet. Um, I doubt it would be shut down because doesn't NVIDIA have like uh, their own shadow play. That's yeah. basically the same thing you're streaming. Um, because I remember when cyberpunk 2077 came out all those years ago, um, and people were having performance issues. People who had NVIDIA shadow play were like, Oh dude, I, it's great. You know, loading times are quick cause I'm, I'm streaming it. So, so the technology definitely saw an application there. Um, of course, I don't think the technology is very popular to people who have expensive computers. Like, if oh, yeah. I can run any game with, with my new rig, why would I stream it instead? Like, you know, people who cash out serious bucks or are, are very, very passionate about computer building and getting the best parts, they're not using this service. It's, it's people who are like, my modded Minecraft keeps crashing, mom. So give, me, give me your credit card, please.
0: And people I, who like it. I love me, how the, your child impression is like, sounds like it's slowly going through puberty. Cause last <laughs> week it was at a much higher pitch.
1: Yeah. Are we going to have a, a sub arc across the podcast? Yeah.
2: Oh, I very much hope so. Um, no, I we're do, not.
1: Don't get your hopes up, people.
2: I, I do wonder if there is an aspect of basically like people trying to, or like reacting against this new streaming because they just spent, you know, if you dropped a few thousand dollars on a new computer and like fuck you you know you can't you can't do the same thing with streaming you
0: know Mm -hmm. um
2: because it it can like yeah there's some drawbacks right now i think the frame rates are still a little bit eh i
0: think think anyway it's interesting watching these companies go through these developments because you know sometimes you know the gamers aren't always right and like we don't know what's good or what we really want um I've, I've talked about this before with how apex legends, they were released. The, the map got leaked for the battle Royale game on Reddit. And everyone yeah. was like, this is stupid. We hate it. Blah, 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 blah. Thank God. This is fake. Turned out it wasn't fake. It was real. and People <laughs> loved it. um I personally right now can't see the purpose of shadow play or stadium. Now, Microsoft is working on their cloud system. But they have Game Pass, which I imagine they're just going to roll that right into it. A lot of these things, though, all these attempts across the board, it doesn't seem like we really need it yet. But I feel that, honestly, that will be the next generation. I think these are the last console generations. And they will transition from consoles to services. And I think it's going to be... Because PlayStation Now, you can you can play it on you know uh, PS4, PS5, and then you can play it on PC or Mac. I haven't seen about mobile yet, but I know you can play it on PC or Mac. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I I think that uh that's where PC PC meaning personal computer, not Windows, um. I think that's where, that's where the, the PC is going to kind of shine through though. Cause I think before it was more like personal preference, um, you know, that's, that's just all it was. But when you're talking about games as a, as a service, access to games as a service, and it's all controlled by one company, PCs kind of stand out as independent. You can do what you want, um, and still play a lot of games like you know you can you can play some some games that were previously exclusives Uh, ps4 games and xbox one games are are being moved to to pc exclusivity in terms of the pc is much higher just because indie developers use it so I, i think the personal computer as a gaming apparatus is only going to be boosted if companies decide to have a totalitarian stance on providing games as a service because i mean you know they'll, they'll just it's like okay you already don't own the console well i mean you own the console but you don't own the um like the store on the console so they can control what you see there as as they can for the most part with pc games you know you have more options for pc stores um but then you have to pay to use your own internet with xbox Plus membership, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's called.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, were, then they can. There was a
0: thing with that actually, um, the other day. I think Xbox is doing away with that because that they, would, that would be
1: because like they, what was 10 funny, years too late.
0: Well, what's funny is like, um, I'm, who was it? Angry Joe was complaining about it and he was saying, like, you know, you can do this free in other places. I'm like, pretty sure everyone's been having to pay for like a decade now. Uh, but they were going to be hiking it up, pretty much doubling the price. And it's a way you can look at it and be like, oh, they're trying to essentially be like, well, if I'm going to pay this much, I might as well get Game Pass. Which honestly, that'd be smart because Game Pass is awesome. Um, But yeah, sorry, you were saying, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, it's just, if, if Sony and Microsoft want to continue with this idea of we are going to be in complete control of every aspect of your gaming experience. The games that you play are the games that we approve. The mods mm-hmm. that you download are the mods that we approve. Who you talk to, what your profile looks like, you know. I, I think people aren't going to like that. Um, and I think PCs is going to always stand out, especially now with things like Linux, which isn't very popular for gaming yet. But I can see it taking off if, if people start to feel restricted by the powers that be, in terms of how they can present themselves and play
2: games, I um, think you'd be surprised how many people will be perfectly fine with it. Um, I think well, you can some, see... some people
1: will be. I would say I would say the casual gamer base would be, you know, people who who I
2: guess what I'm saying is I think enough people will be that it won't necessarily prevent them from doing it, and that yes, oh, it, it it might boost a hardcore minority. Um, on PC or, or Linux, uh, um, or rather Windows PC or Linux PC, um, but uh, I I don't think it would be enough to really counter the incentive they would have to move that direction anyway. Because you look at like social media, right? Um, Reddit, I still I think it's like still like the fifth biggest website in the United States, and they started curating what subreddits could exist pretty well i don't want to say like super heavily but you know pretty openly uh what like six seven years ago now Mm -hmm. you know
0: um
2: and people just keep using it and you know that's not to say that you know it didn't cause people to move on to other platforms but i I think that there will be an element of that um that continues because i think the majority of us are casuals
0: TM, you know? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But I mean I just I just believe that what's going to happen is that opposed to um PCs kind of losing their footing because oh well here's here's the more cost effective option or something like that, it's it's going to grow in its in its niche. Um because you know, cross play is also well, Yeah, becoming because the, the
0: new thing, thing will be that you'll need a PC to play your like fifteen dollar a month console service because uh, don't no more consoles
2: won't. anymore <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah yeah but but, but it, the thing is i i wonder if it'll because i think that having like a proper gaming rig or whatever um used to be a little bit more a little bit more niche a little bit more hardcore of a community right mm-hmm. and then at some point it became like a massive meme and it got like mainstreamed a lot of people you know like this is just perception i could be all wrong here um but I, I think at this point you know having a gaming PC I think if you go to the average uh late teens to early to mid or re- okay late teens to mid twenties male uh, in this country they probably have a gaming PC or a significant portion of them do um, they have, a, they have it they have a
1: computer that they call a gaming PC
2: okay yeah yeah I'll go let's go with that right but I do wonder if it maybe would cause a return to it being like because at this point, talking about, like, the PC Master Race is, you know, A, a it's, like, just a meme because it's cringe, but also it's a little bit silly because it's so Well, I mean, we've
0: also looked at stats. We
2: might, we might see a return to that. To we've extent. seen
0: stats, and we don't have them on hand right now, but essentially, like, console beats PC, and then mobile beats console, which beats PC as far as, like, numbers of, mm-hmm. like, the community base. So, like, I mean, we're all just slaves to the mobile industry at this point. <laughs> Um, which we may get into a, an eye popping game that's coming out on Apple Arcade. So that could that's another thing that's kind of like PlayStation now, but for mobile. And so it's just my point of like we're gonna start, we're not gonna be looking at it like, oh, the latest PlayStation console. It's what does the PlayStation uh, Netflix gaming service offer? What does Xbox gaming Netflix service offer? and Apple, so on and so forth. I, I think you are... Because, like, one thing... Sorry, I, I just need to get this out. Yes, yeah, sorry. One thing is, um, like, with PlayStation and Xbox, you actually don't... Already, you don't need either of them to have the Game Pass or the PlayStation Now service. Like, I know you guys don't have PlayStation. And one of the things has been, like, I wish you guys had a PlayStation so we could either play some of these games together. But you'd have to be, get a PlayStation first. I mean, for, like, 15 bucks a month or something you can just get PlayStation now and we can play these games on PC. I don't know about you, Moose, because your internet's kind of here or there sometimes. <laughs> and that's why you've been a good vocal opponent, I guess I should say, against like, hey, these streaming services, they got other stuff to figure out because not everyone's internet is all good. Um, But yeah, I just think it's a sign of what's to come with, uh, how things are going, focusing on streaming services. They're going to drop the price for Xbox and just kind of roll it into Game Pass and make it to where that's online and Game Pass in one. I think PlayStation should go, should go ahead and do that. And then right now it's like steam. That would be awesome. We've talked about this before a little bit. That'd be incredible. If steam essentially turned their store into like a blockbuster where you can rent games or they have like a a library of games, maybe 100, 200, whatever, that they kind of rotate through, to where you just pay like a, a flat flat 20 bucks a month, and you get access to all what Steam has.
2: I I think um
1: they should do a crap week where it's only terrible games.
0: I'm have gonna a contest go ahead if you can last long. I know you're joking, I feel, but I'm gonna go like, ahead and say like yeah, do it just week. so you can let people know what they're taking for granted. Like so, man, I can't wait till crap week is done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do think that that kind of uh Games Pass sort of service would roll in very well with um, with uh like the streaming or rather the streaming roll in well with Games Pass style services. because mm-hmm. um, there is, there's something about like that um immediate accessibility, uh that i think i it, it's weird to say because i i get that like downloading game isn't really that big a deal but i i do wonder if people would try more games on like okay you know how um like epic will always have like a free game and you know there are always you know like new little indie games on on games pass mm-hmm. um i do wonder if people would like <sighs> Rather than, you know, okay, well, I'll have to wait like 10 minutes for it to download and I'll just go play something I already have downloaded, or like, oh, well, I'll download it and they get distracted watching YouTube or something. I do wonder if it would cause people to like fire up a game just to try it out real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in very much the same way that, you know, on, on like Netflix, if I see something that looks like it might be interesting, I'll just go ahead and play it. But on like Amazon Video, if I had to pay, you know, $3 to rent it, fuck you, I'm not doing that, you know? Um, so like, it would work fairly well, I think. Um, eh. Uh, I do wonder though if you got a lot of these different services going. I wonder how people would react to uh, a game franchise. You know, like, like okay, let's say that uh, Games Pass integrates this feature, and for a while it has, um, I don't know, like the whole Metro series. Right. And then, oh, it's gone like in much the same way, like Netflix will lose stuff. I wonder if people would react to that quite the same way, because like with a game, you have save files, you know, Mm -hmm. and I I think there would be more restrictions for how much they could play around with having licensing for stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. if that became like the main way that people were consuming stuff, um, I think people would be a little less like, oh, well, you know, I guess I didn't buy it, whatever. I think it would start to really get on people's nerves, you know. Uh, so that's one concern I have about it, but I can definitely I'm see list, the industry moving that way.
1: I'm I'm gonna list two final concerns that I have. Um, concerns that are not based in like, based based more in speculation. Um, the first thing is if more companies, kind of what you're talking about with Netflix, decide to open up their own game streaming services. There's already too many games launchers. Okay, <laughs> like, you play and Origin. Get out of here! No, I don't need you. I don't care about you. You only exist for other games. And Again, there's plenty more.
0: The government needs to step in, nationalize games. And oh get my rid of U-play. <laughs>
1: um But if that started happening with streaming services for games, where it was like, "Hey, if you want to access this franchise," you know that I, I, I don't mean, think people that, would that, like that. That's kind but of I what's think already happening. But a, I'll, I think I'll push fair. back on that.
2: Actually, if, if we
0: do adjust just the three. Xbox, PlayStation, Steam. Oh no! It won't be just the three. It's not. It's not
1: just Netflix and Hulu. There's Peacock and and Quibi and and all sorts of these crabby ones that nobody can name because there's at least four dozen of them. And there's add-ons. It's, it's terrible. Netflix it's a nightmare. Netflix and
0: Hulu okay, have okay. the biggest, and then after that, everyone else like. The, yeah, it, but if it, you want to watch The Office,
1: away. now you got to go to the to the to the Peacock streaming service. It's it's death by a thousand cuts. Ten dollars a month here, fifteen dollars a month there. Oh well, they just released this on Pluto Prime or whatever, so I need to pay a few dollars. Like, point
2: is that's annoying. I, are nov- I have
0: that. a novel idea. Hear me out. We get the government to come and oh regulate. Um, <laughs> oh my god,
2: no, 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 no! I'm done with <laughs> okay, this. Comrade. Meme. Okay, I, comrade. Okay, <laughs> comrade. I'm g- get this meme out of here. No, none so, of this. Beyond that,
1: there's also a casualization. That comes with the streaming services. Um,
2: Hello and welcome like, to the Elitism Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Elitist Podcast.
2: I mean, you if guys you don't want to want be a see a cool McConnell
0: gamer like me. If you're saying want to be a like movie this is a like subscription service,
2: I'm 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 sorry. What was that? I could I could I did not
0: hear. You guys don't want to see Mitch McConnell talking about how are this you still on nationalized
2: like
1: gaming? <laughs> okay, let me get through this. I'm so close. Um,
2: okay, I do want to see that though. Sorry, go on.
1: So there's, there's a, a sort of casualization, which is not bad for consumers in terms of more people are introduced to the hobby and play and enjoy games. It's bad for creators who are encouraged to create profitable crap, right? So, like, I mean, it, it feels like a very common consensus that Netflix, as a service, is... is only getting worse in quality and no matter how many originals they can they can pump into it and how many new shows they can bring on most of them tend to not be good or just stuff that people don't want to watch if that sort of thing happens to gaming um i can see people being very annoyed by that as far as services go and i think i think those are are some of the reasons why while it would be profitable and companies would do it I like if if this is a uh, something that's on their sites, they're going to do this. I don't think it would be the next way to play games.
2: Okay, what I will say though is like yes, um, I agree that Netflix has gone down in quality, but I will argue that we have been in a slump as far as movies and television go in general for a few years, right? Um, in my personal opinion. I, I don't know that there's no because necessary... it's easy
1: entry, lowest common denominator. I need well, yeah, but, elites yeah, but... only enjoying games. Okay,
2: okay, okay. Yeah, but like even look at like movies, like, right? Because yeah, obviously they are like direct to Netflix movies, but they are direct to TV movies too, right? And direct to disc movies. Um, and they're direct
1: I... to Disney Plus movies.
2: Well, uh, um, <laughs> like, I, I think that this is less a, a causal relationship and more like, look at who's the who's the hot new kid on the fucking block, right? It's it's Disney Plus. Why are they making good stuff? Because they need to attract people. Right. Um, last like thing that I think people responded to well that Netflix came out with was uh, The Witcher. Right. And that was not that long ago. But for the most part, yeah, the new stuff they made, not that great. Right or um, as it seems like when they first came out yeah okay they were making a lot of stuff why they had to attract people I think I don't think it's just like a causal relationship I think that it's they just are. I, I, what it is is I think they're returning to the mean of, of where we are right now as far as the production of our television and movies I think we're kind of in a slump and I think Netflix has just come down to the mean you know
1: yeah maybe maybe I think um, I don't know I,
2: I, the other part thing of I me to push thinks back there's something...
1: against... oh yeah go for it just beat <laughs> it, me up
2: <laughs> well, I'm just gonna like don't get me wrong. I'm not excited for uh, for these sorts of streaming services, but I I and I do sort of get your concerns. But I'm just offering some counterpoints here. Um, the other thing that I will say is yes, I I do see what you mean about how okay you'll have to go to this service, that service, uh, and so on. But I think most things you want to watch, most of them are available on one of the big... It used to be like the big three, now it's the big four. Cause there's Amazon, there's Hulu, there's Disney+, and there's uh, Netflix, right? Um, and most things you want to watch are going to be available on one of those four. And yes, um, there are shows that... Okay, now you had to go here to watch it. But in my experience, a lot of those are more niche, I would say. Um, and I think a lot of new stuff tend... Most new things and most um, very popular things tend to be available on one of those four platforms. Uh, And I think the... At least right now, the way that the indie culture is um, in gaming, I can't quite see it not still being available for purchase and download in the traditional way. I could be wrong. Um... But there's I, I just I don't quite see it personally and I, I think that's the only section that would be so vulnerable as to ending up on on lots of these little uh, I that are like weird retro stuff is what I can imagine ending up on smaller gaming streaming services but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm too optimistic probably well, ga- am, honestly.
0: game pass already has a tour. if you have game pass and you don't want to just play this game under subscription you want to own it you get to buy it through a discount so it's not like they've completely done away with yeah um, but they could just take that away yeah they they could they could because apple did that with music yes and just like i was like whoa whoa like i like you guys but this is kind of messed up Mm -hmm. you're just gonna be like oh that library you had mm, is it real is it maybe not because they just essentially take out your music and put in the subscription based music and so unless Mm -hmm. you have it like all saved on a hard drive you're screwed but, honestly, a lot of these things are going to go that way eventually. So, I mean, like, there's not really a way to stop it. Um,
2: oh, yeah, but, I mean, that's sort of defeatist. Come on, man. Rage against the dying of the light. Come on.
0: <laughs> now, um, I want to bring up, because I think you were talking about downloading games earlier. And stuff, and yeah, have yeah, that yeah, ability to. So, PlayStation, for the longest time, was really bad at this. And then GameStop. No, GameStop. That meme is dead. Um, Game Pass. It, right out the gate, was doing it right. You can download all the games. You don't have to stream them. You can download them all. I don't know how many... I cannot find the information on how many games are on Game Pass. But PlayStation seems to be doing much better than where they were before. Because it used to seem like just dozens. Where now they have 300 games that you can download to play. And then 800 total for streaming. So over a 1,000 games... over a thousand games that you can just um, pay 10 bucks for, not 15, 10 bucks each month or the price of one game for a year. That's pretty incredible. And you don't need a console for it.
2: Yeah. That's a good deal. And I, I I think that is like the main driving thing. um, Moose is quiet because he's trying to
0: look up a new internet provider. (laughs)
1: citizens of game passia (laughs) this month you are only allowed to play bill gates worship simulator (laughs) beg Um, and we will not ban half of
2: you
0: no they're gonna let people play that year round be honest
1: yeah that's true that's true
2: i i i mm, um i don't know uh i guess on one last um how uh, devil's advocacy point shall we say uh i do think that the uh, the likelihood of of internet improving in the places where it is currently not very good in in uh the united states and in other uh countries is pretty high um i what is it starlink or whatever is yes thank you i was gonna say that's right Uh, around the corner
0: they've already reported that they're getting um 100 megabits per second um up and down and which
2: is significant yeah, especially that, like, like
0: that's going. better than 94 percent of what the country has right now and like yeah. that math adds up because i have google fiber when i was looking at the map it's only about six percent of the country has google fiber at least well, what i'll, what I'll so, say
2: is on. the area i live in um when we moved here i mean like you could barely get like uh like 2g style cell reception like you know you could barely make a phone call you know like people used to hang out in our yard because there was a spot where it was like one of the only places in the neighborhood where you could reliably get a phone signal right and it's at, at the point now where you can get uh lte like all over the place and we have uh like at&t's fiber with like the super fast internet you know mm-hmm. um in this whole like whole part of the city just everywhere has it, right? Um, and so I maybe I'm a little bit spoiled. Maybe my perception of the internet uh, improving is is more uh, than people living other places, but it, it feels like it's been accelerating very quickly, and it feels like Starlink is going to sort of um, democratize that to everybody, you know? Hopefully, the theory is.
0: Yeah, well, um, Elon Musk has said that like, right now, like, the 100 megabits, like, that's just kind of trial phase. They are they will be able, it's not a matter of um, if, or whatever, it's just a matter of when, but they will be able to attain a gigabyte per seconds up and down at some point. And so, then I'm like, hey, Matt, no one get in his way. Let him do his thing. Because it's up yeah. and running already for many people, and, like, that's just incredible. I know we talked about that a little bit in a previous podcast of what does that mean for like other countries. But then when I found out the stat about 94% of the U.S. ain't even that fast, I'm like, Hey, we need that internet too. And then um, Moose can finally subscribe to these services. Like he so wants to.
1: Yeah. Over, over my dead body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you can play so- these games from like, cold dead hands
1: secret agents come in the middle of the night and they pry my eyes open like clockwork orange and they're forcing me to subscribe to game pass and stuff like that you're gonna enjoy the new halo game and i'm just screaming in agony
2: see yeah you're imagining it being like these faceless government agents with like dark sunglasses and suits and everything right but really what's gonna happen is it's gonna get nationalized it's gonna be me and uh me and west just coming to your house and forcing you to play like the rest of us come on man don't resist the state come on don't be, a, uh, don't be a reactionary subversive. Come on. Um, you know but, what? If uh, they
0: nationalize it, then they're going to politicize it. And then it's like Republicans play Xbox and Democrats <laughs> play PlayStation. And it's going to get awkward. People are going to be deplatformed. And it's... Ugh, never mind. Throw my nationalization idea out of the window.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm um, kind of
0: more on Moose's side uh, now. Just to really be sure about it. We need to be able to have, like you know, we need to state our gamers' rights. Okay, moose, so are, I think you're the man draft are, are
2: you are you saying that there needs to be I don't, I don't know maybe a uh, sort of like uh, some sort of amendment to the American Constitution about gaming? Question mark.
0: I think there should be a declaration of gamers. Oh God, moose! See, Any gaming just, related law requires racist. that you beat what
1: your uh, your enemies.
0: Our opposition in like a, in would like call a game. it racist. But um, what would you say, moose?
1: Any, any gaming related legislation would require that the supporters and uh, detractors of the legislation fight it out like in like a battlefield or something 1v1 rush No, not 1v1. 1 1. It's it's whoever votes yes gets on one team, whoever votes no is on the other, and the winner decides whether it actually goes through. So if like if it's like 30 versus like 70, right? Doesn't matter if those thirty are gonna are gonna whoop up. Might as well just call it. You know, I mean, thirty yes have it, thirty no have it. Doesn't matter.
0: You I mean, elitism.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Could you imagine if we had to settle bills of whether they pass or not by having our senators play a battle royale, and then whoever the last person is gets the final tiebreaker vote. <laughs> Uh, I know I we actually, have this there's, there's,
2: there's just this ridiculous world, like this fantastic world that exists in West Head, where like well, just the look, entire the entire world runs hey, on Fortnite. Since,
0: since people take liberty with like oh steampunk, woodpunk, punk, there's all kinds of punks. I want a game punk dystopia it's where everything is decided by video games. Wars are yeah,
2: you through do video you, do games. You want, yeah, yeah, but do you want Ninja being the most powerful man in the world? I mean, like, have you seen the way the man reacts on I kind of want to see know. how that
0: plays out. Like, Ninja has his fourth term as president. You but, know, you like, know,
2: Napoleon's... Uh, his KD golden... ratio
0: kind of backs it up. As like, Fogmine Nicole... says, dystopia, question mark? Exactly. Our subscriber knows that a, my, my gaming kingdom would be far more fun.
2: Um, I, just I—I'm imagining like Napoleon's Moose is really
0: silent, like he's afraid, like he's going to be treated like a, like a dissident.
2: I'm oh yeah, no, like no, just run its course. Like, don't get me wrong, he's already on the list. You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know. Um. I guess to... Do, does anyone mind if I drag this back on topic? Kicking and stream, uh, screaming against its as Kicking, kicking and streaming. Yes. It's so appropriate. Kicking and streaming. Anyway, my point is... Um, the other thing that I, I think is sort of... A question as, as to how it would go. Um, it just going back to the comparison to Netflix and other streaming services like this. Um, they... Netflix constantly has just, like, a sea of absolute crap on it, you know? Like, just just padding. Just bluff, right? hmm And right now, you can kind of see, um, and, I like, Moose touched on this earlier, where he said it would be sort of, like, bad for creativity in gaming, and I guess I'm just trying to, like, flash that idea out a little bit, because right now, you can see with, like, Epic and uh, Xbox, Games Pass, and everything, they are actually constantly like, bring on little indie games, right? Because they need stuff, you know? Um, and I can very much see as the industry moves this direction, there does seem to be an industry to just create, like, crap movies to put on Netflix. And I can mm-hmm. see, like, you know how right now there's, like, a million games on, on Steam Greenlight where someone had a bad idea, right? And then yeah. they executed it poorly? I can see an industry coming along where someone has a bad idea or just like a disingenuous cash grab kind of idea, but someone actually gives them money to develop a crap game, so they just have like, more games on these services, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I could very much see that coming along.
0: Um, so, but... we are getting near to the end of the podcast, and there are um, Moose had some games that he'd been checking out that I want to hear a little bit from him on what his findings were through Steam's event. And honestly, I don't know if Steam's been doing these events and I've just been missing them. But the last two, I, I got to say, I kind of like how they're doing things. Um, it makes me interested in actually checking out. And it's easier to get exposed to these games with how they're doing it. But before we get to that, just want to mention Fogmind said, let's decide things by competing in extremely complicated strategy games, though that way the smart people make the decisions. I'm down for that. I like that idea. Um,
1: smart people or the people who know all the exploits.
0: <laughs> um, man, if any,
2: God have mercy on anyone Maybe who
0: that's plays the same thing. Huh? God have mercy on anyone who plays war games against Fogmine. Like, don't play Come Man and Conquer with that guy because um, fun will not be the mission. Um, just complete, victory. total, and utter victory destruction above all else is what he would do. Like, Fogmine would be the greatest general of all games. No,
1: um, All right, so I've ah. I've got my uh, my handy paper here.
0: Yeah, okay, can you show with, there you with what you got?
1: Um. So, this is this is the Steam Game Festival. It ends February 9th. Um so, you know, I next week it'll be it'll be gone. Um there's a few games I I played four games and I looked at another um that was kind of interesting. So, to start off with an honorable mention, The Cyclist tactics okay hmm. i like cyclist race. tactics turn-based i bicycling? saw this it, uh kind of yeah it's it's what? a strategy based professional bicycling game that so sounds brilliant you, you control a professional bicyclist team and then you manage how they perform together on the track at different parts of the track i didn't download it because this is like not in my league at all but i saw it and i was like that is very creative people have to know um
0: how much free demo
1: it's it's all of these are demo not released yet um well actually i don't even think this cyclist might have a demo out um but yeah none of these are released yet and i don't know the prices um, though i imagine they're all going to be kind of cheap um so the cyclist tactics very interesting it doesn't seem that you actually get to like review the race or see it in real time, but that might not be true. I just looked at the pictures and it looked all very like map course plotting. Mm -hmm. Um, Last time we talked about Steam demos, I played a game called Backbone. It was an anthropomorphic animal detective noir game. And I said, this is interesting. This is like the the complete flop Black Sad, which was you were a detective cat. Well, there are more of this exact genre that I played and it was fascinating. Um so two demo games for the anthropomorphic detective noir genre both of them you play as cats okay so the first Are one was inspector just
2: nostalgic for this like noir detective stuff? what there's something
1: there's something to this and I'm kind of worried about it so the first one was inspector waffles uh, pixel art detective noir game um visually it was it was it was pretty cool um I don't know it was just it was just a fun point-and-click type adventure game and pretty minimalistic uh but it it had sound which was one thing that backbone didn't when i played most most of the sounds were gone um and there were there were some creative elements in terms of doing actual detective footwork uh and then there was nine noir lives which was the second one oh god technically the art style looked better in terms of like higher quality there was more depth to it but the art style itself was very uh, cartoony. I got, I got some Salmon, was it Salmon Max vibes? That's, that's the bunny and dog detective duo, right? Um, it was, it was a, a little bit more lighthearted. Backbone was, was dark. Backbone was, was a really mature game. Neither of these were. I mean, friggin' Inspector Waffles. Um, only problem that I had with Nine Noir Lives is that the dialogue just never ended. They got voice actors, the voice actors are good. They're doing these well-written conversations. It's so, like, okay, let me click the next thing. Come on. Come on. Um, both kind of point and click games. Pretty fun. I also played SkateBird, which is oh, man, that's a bird a good play that skateboards. On
2: words. Are you like are you do you just like pick the furry game? <laughs>
1: I picked the games that interest me, but I couldn't I couldn't resist two games that it's were skateboard. just like on, another okay. one.
2: Okay. Um, well, so all I'm all I'm saying is I'm putting down money. By episode 45, Moose will come out as a furry. Like, come on. That come is on.
1: not happening. Um, His name your is avatar, Moose. Skateboard. Look at your avatar. Uh, it's okay.
2: Dude, you fair. drew. it, I first designed of all. it. But
1: besides that,
2: it's gonna go bird, from Moose Gone Man it's to Moose Come Out.
1: Like a oh, Tony Hawk game, but you're a bird. Um, it's a it, what it, game? It, but you're a bird. It's like a Tony Hawk game, but you're a bird. Okay, um, so you can do different tricks and stuff like that. It was pretty hard to get the controls of, and they they were very clear. Like, hey, this is super early access. Um, is it when you launch into the game? There's no like start menu.
0: Is it hard you to just, get controls? In. Because it's one of those like physics, look it's wacky kind of game, or is it an no. honest attempt at skateboarding? No.
1: It's it's a. Once once you figure out the controls, you know there's there's just a, a learning curve for like okay how do I do this? So like mm-hmm. there was a little mission to get up to an upper part of a roof, and you had to well there was one way that you could do it is you could grind on a wire with your skateboard, but I couldn't figure out how to not fall off, so it was just like a luck thing. Um, very interesting the soundtrack. The soundtrack was all like splices and cuts and audios remixed from like 50s nature documentaries, set to some very some very chill. Um, I don't know exactly what you would call the genre, but just some chill instrumental music. Very interesting. Lo-fi. Um, yeah, sure. I, I guess I don't actually know what that means, so I'm just gonna nod my head.
0: It's usually chill stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sometimes it just they just also says were touting character amazed,
1: creation. Man. You can play as like a bunch of different birds, and it's not like. It's not like birds made to look like characters, right? It's not anthropomorphized in any way. No, you're just straight a bird. Like you're just you're just a bird and you can wear like sunglasses or hats and stuff like that. Um it was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed my time with
0: it. It looks it looks pretty charm. Some like of the levels of charm. look pretty cool. So Yeah, it doesn't look lazy. I'm looking at a video at it now. It doesn't look lazy. It's it's a little clunky, it's a little
1: rough around the edges in terms of understanding how the game works, but
0: other than that, grind on bendy straws, kickflip over staplers, and carve killer lines through cardboard and sticky tape parts. Above all else, skate birds try their best.
1: Um, there was also not too many tricks that you could do, or at least that I could figure out how to do. So maybe they'll expand on that, because it, it was basically like you go up and then you click, and say, like, oh, I did it. It's um,
0: almost like they had a meme game idea, and then no one was brave enough to say no. And they've gone this far now. <laughs> I
2: mean, to um, be fair, it does sound interesting, I guess.
0: Look, it's cute. It the was... the bird's flapping. Whenever he gets air, he's like doing his little flap, and everything. It's it's gonna have. It's got. I think it's gonna have, the um, goose untitled goose game potential.
1: Possibly, Possibly.
0: if they remove the clunk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Because definitely needs like a visual polish. Uh, the final one that I played was uh, probably my favorite of the bunch, called Love Land. Not a dating sim, actually a horror game. Because uh, <laughs> like I originally okay. I was like Love Land, what is this? And then I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is completely different from what I would suspect. Uh, my head uh, cannon
2: is you were looking for a furry dating sim. Sorry, go <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
1: You stop that. <laughs> um, I, I feel the same. Way. So it, you're like a a paranormal investigator. And you're hired to go look at a trailer park, and it has this visual style that is uh, like late '90s, but as if you were playing a late '90s game on a monitor that was way too pixelized, right? Like way too low resolution, so you could just see everything, and it it worked in terms of everything that it did. I was I was legitimately um, spooked at times, even though I didn't even see anything. There were frogs everywhere. There was one terrible room that was filled with these screaming insects in jars, and there was a frog on the TV, and I could obey him, and I didn't do that, and I'm not sure what happens if I do.
2: What in is fact, the I name of this, this game? Podcast, I, I, I really want to play this. Shit.
1: It's called Loveland, and it is a legitimately. Okay. I mean, art design is like a big thing for me in terms of how I approach these games, and. Mm-hmm it it was it excelled at what it was trying to do so if you're into uh paranormal horror mystery puzzle those those kinds of genres i would i would recommend giving the demo a play it is like seriously like 50 megabytes so you know it was play it. it was great it was great um those are the games that i played except for the cyclist tactics i didn't play that one there are plenty more. I'm probably going to play some of them. I am mm-hmm. getting a bit of a kick out of downloading them. I'm finding that a lot are Windows 10 exclusive, so yeah, I can't play those right yet. The time. That's, uh, that's a problem with me. Yeah,
0: and that's, yeah a, and that's on the Steam Game Festival Play What's Next, this is what's called. That's going on from February 3rd to February 9th, 10 a.m. So yeah, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Moose, thank you for checking out those demos. I had my eyes on them, but you got right on it first, so I think you got a nice selection there. For us to start off with, <laughs> yeah. Luca, anything before we go? Anything uh, short?
2: Moose is a furry. Anyway, go
0: on. No, God. Yep. Yep. Okay. Wow. We gotta. We gotta. Let's talk go back to, to the HR now and fill out game. a report. Um, just because we made five furry jokes, you can't do that. Uh,
2: one too many
0: yeah yeah you only get four So yeah we're gonna wrap it up uh, for those of you joining in the chat we're always happy to see you and I greatly appreciate you showing up For those listening on podcasts we do these every Friday at 2 p.m Eastern on twitch.tv/ sev shelf. So if you want to join us live and join the conversation that's where you can come see us. Also when you come to twitch.tv/ shelf, You will see the links to all of our other content in the panels below. Our Heavyshelf.com where we write articles, news, reviews, guides every now and then. And then our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those other links will be easy to find down there. So again, thanks for those who showed up in the chat today. Always happy to have you. And looking forward to seeing you guys next week.